pour yourself a Pims and whip up that cream for those strawberries. This is Wimbledon, your 10-minute daily recap of the action at Wimbledon. Ready? Play. Iconic. This is Wimbledon. I'm Jason. I'm Aldwin. Your daily update of all things Wimbledon. Everything was so much more manageable today, wasn't it? Like, wasn't it just refreshing to not have 7 billion matches to watch? It was neat and tidy, as was Medvedev's demise in that end of the fourth (laughs) and fifth set. I mean, I don't know about you. I didn't know what to expect about the resumption of that match. I mean, you would have figured that Medvedev, with all of his all of his experience, would pull it out. But it was Hubie's moment. Mm-hmm. We had a Hubie Hercatch moment. I always wonder, like, what are the coaches talking to their player about if they're behind and they have the benefit of having the chat with the coach? You know, what what was discussed? What what strategies would they have talked about that worked well um, Mm. that maybe he would be more aggressive i think you know what we saw was him coming to the net a bit more he's Mm -hmm. he's giving me uh, more inspiration to deploy my net game when we start playing tournaments so watch out aldwin (laughs) i mean you've been saying that for years but (laughs) well i think that that's a good inspiration to have and you know, going back to the whole coach's corner situation, what I found really impressive about him is that a player that has never been in that situation before, particularly against someone like Medvedev, just played very loose. It's so easy to start with um, with nerves, but I mean, as we just spoke about, a 6-3, 6-3 kind of conclusion to that match showed that he was quite loose and quite comfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Medvedev started perhaps with a disadvantage having to serve down 4-3 but on serve, and mm-hmm. he quickly broke and then won that next game to take the fourth set and obviously had the momentum. So uh, again, kudos to Hubie. Um, another person who plays a lot of doubles so that's I think paying off perhaps as well especially with his net play it's nice to see somebody along the lines of, of Federer coming into the net a bit more so um, those two will go head to head in the next round yeah I mean a couple of things here Hubi and his uh, boy crush uh, doubles partner Fa Felix Ogieliasim have the potential of a semifinal showdown that is not going to happen <laughs> because the second thing that I was going to say is like if the tennis gods were to gift Federer with anything in his pursuit of a ninth Wimbledon championship it would be an upset over Medvedev so yeah Hubi brought the goods today but he's facing like the god on Wimbledon center court I just I think it was a nice run for him, a nice introduction, but this is bodes so well for Federer, especially if we're going to anticipate a Djokovic Federer final clash. Mm-hmm. The two matches that we're looking forward to tomorrow probably do not include Djokovic and Federer, who we anticipate will win, but <laughs> they are Chapo and Fa, who uh, Fa, who's playing a very informed Berrettini. And uh, Chapeau, who's playing Hachinov, a very winnable match. Yeah, I mean, we have to be on the side of the Canadians. Like, again, never about a Berrettini bandwagon, but I think this is going to be the match where I have to pay a little bit more attention. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So those are some good uh, quarterfinals tomorrow. I assume 
uh, Djokovic and Federer will be on center court, and the other two matches will be on court one. But mm-hmm. I, that is just my my guess. Uh, for the ladies, how did mm-hmm. you feel? I f- kind of felt like this was, in a way, um, off off the pattern of WTA results because it was the um, sort of the veteran players, if you consider sort of the seeding and people who have been in this position before, with the exception of Sabalenka, who's now, you know, past the round of 16 and into the semifinals, the players who have the most experience uh, coming through. Yeah, uh, I 100% agree with you on that. What I felt about the ladies' action today was that the right person that won the match won the match. You know, if you take a look at Barty, Kerber, Pliskova, and Sabalenka, I think it's that Sabalenka-Jabor match that was more competitive in terms of how those women were playing in the matches previous. But, you know, clearly the wins were all very comprehensive, all very routine, and the women that showed the best form in the previous rounds kind of went through. Mm -hmm. So it was very straightforward. Agreed. And in, in you know, saying what you just said, not as entertaining as perhaps we would have hoped from, from most of the matches. Yeah, not as entertaining. But you know what I did appreciate about today are the women that were shaping up in the previous rounds. You could really tell that they were informed. So I think, you know, obviously Jay is a tennis purist. Watching the women's matches today, you know, fine-tuning their um, grass court game was really nice to watch. I, I, I actually thought about you in the Mar- Barty match because you can, you've been ragging on her to kind of like clean things up. What did you think about her match against her countrywoman there? Uh, I mean, I think she hit more than a dozen winners off the forehand. It's the forehand that can go awry. So definitely clean things up. Uh, You know, Tom Janovic was a bit off of her game, I would say. But Barty um, was certainly in control of that match and is Mm. definitely cleaning things up now that she's into the semis because she'll need to against NG. She's the one. She's the, Kerber. Listen, I was really nervous about this match in terms of like what Kerber would do against a player like Mukova, who has so much variety. And in watching that match, Mukova was doing all the right things, slicing, dicing, chipping short angles. But Kerber is just this relentless pit bull that just side to side hustles. And her game is just on point. So, I mean, that was a very straightforward match two and three mm-hmm. i think barty's got her barty's got to really really step it up in that semi i th- don't think a lot of people give kerber enough credit for her movement and what she can do with the ball when she's on the move yeah um yeah she she has i would say a bit of an unorthodox looking game uh, but like ugly she- <laughs> you're so politically correct just say it girl she has an ugly game <laughs> it's it's not pretty but she makes the shots and and you know we talked about it uh yesterday her ability to redirect the ball is like second to none so yeah. it'll be a it'll be a good match it'll be better than uh the barty kerber match will be better than any one of the matches that were on court today yes agreed what did you think of Pliskova, the woman that we're not talking about, who's now into the semis, you know, rifling that forehand and, and cleaning up that serve and putting a little bit more pace on the second serve? I, I still don't think about her. 
um, maybe I'm having a Mariah Carey moment. Like, I don't know her. Um, no, I'm just being so shady. Listen, I watched the highlights of the Golubich match. Um, I just don't think that Pliskova... To me, Pliskova is like a second-rate um, Kvitova. You know, Kvitova, she has pretty much the same game as Kvitova, except Kvitova is leveled up. Um, good for her. I mean, she hasn't really been tested. She will probably just be in shambles against Sabalenka, who looks like a tigress out there. Mm-hmm. The other woman that looks like a tigress is Arena Sabalenka, mm-hmm. who really, I think, took it to Anjabur and overpowered her, um, not only with her serve, but her ground strokes and her hitting. And she had, I think five or six set points in that first set. <laughs> she was actually coming to the net. She was trying different things. You could see she was frustrated, but she was finally able to put it away. But she, she put Anjabur on her back back feet many, many times uh, in points and keeping them short and just overpowered her. Yeah, I mean, it, four and three seems, I mean, we said it, it seems like a fairly straightforward score, but we just have to remember in that second set, there it was true WTA styles, like, breaks back and forth. Ons had had capitalized on so many opportunities to level the match. She just wasn't able to just get that game ahead, you know, and it could have been a different outcome. But all kudos to Sabalenka. Clearly, whoever she's been working with in terms of her mental mind frame um, and uh, overcoming that hurdle of losing before Grand Slam quarterfinal has has paid off. Mm-hmm. So how exciting for her. And I mean, listen, you're kind of... Your your guess of a Barty champion is getting closer. And how wonderful would it be on the women's side to have the one number one seed versus the number two seed? Like when was the last time that ever happened? <laughs> I was just going to ask you that. Some one of our listeners, please do that research for us, and we can report back, uh, share it with us on our IG because I would definitely like to know the last time a number one and number two seed on the ladies' side were competing in a final. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember if that was actually my pick, Sabalenka, to make the final or not. No, it w- it wasn't. Barty and and uh, Joko were your winners, but I mean that would be would be nice. Mm-hmm. Are you picking Kerber over Barty? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're it's going Angie. against my pick. Okay. Yeah, Angie's a girl. Angie's, uh, in terms of consistency, uh, over the f- first five matches, she's definitely playing uh, better. I do believe that the winner <clears throat> of that match will be holding the trophy on Saturday. Yeah, agreed. I I can't see Pliskova or Sabalenka. Especially if the Barty Kerber match is uber competitive and will kind of continue to fine tune whoever is the winner in that situation. I just can't imagine. Maybe if Sabalenka is just like out of playing out of her mind and hitting winners from every possible point of the court, but the true winner should come out of that top half. Mm-hmm. And if it's Pliskova, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna just not stop doing this podcast. You're gonna stop watching tennis. I'm, I'm I'm just gonna stop watching tennis. Like if it's Pliskova, I'm like over everything. <laughs> well, <laughs> she will never come on the show. <laughs> uh, today's Wimbledon is over, but we'll do this again tomorrow and and wrap on the men's quarterfinals, and hopefully we'll be drip dripping about Chapo's victoire. Oh, I like that. Double entendre. <laughs> rap as in rap music and rap as in conclude. Conclude and talk about his win, hopefully. Yeah. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada, baby. Peace out.
Bye. We're here for your tennis-tainment or your tentertainment or whatever it is. But if you like what we're serving up, please give us a five-star review and like, share, and subscribe and like such as. Wait, one more thing. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Ready Play Tennis Podcast.